Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No. Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? Stop I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football. This is Series 1, Episode number 3. And uh, we are here a little bit later than normal, but that's all, it's all good. It's Friday evening. The weekend begins here. And uh, i got to say, I am loving that uh, the intro song to this series. Loving it. But uh, we are live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, as you know. Home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So do give us a follow on social media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click that bell for notifications so you do not miss any of the shows. And if you did miss any of the shows, you can always get the audio version and download that from the Sports Social Podcast Network, which we are now a part of all the content created by Ace Podcast Nation. You'll find there, mostly under their own little uh, websites and stuff, so like Rodri Giggs on football's got his own little site and uh, his own podcast stream with all the episodes and everything on there. Same for all the shows, including Super Kevin Scripted, which uh, this past Wednesday we did a late night Super Kevin Scripted with the uh, former Cardiff City England striker Jay Bothroy joined us, and it was an exceptional little chat, I have to say. And uh, the feedback's been good, but uh, yeah, there'll be more of those to come without a doubt. 
And uh, very quickly, uh, as you know, we're supporting a charity, Super Six League, this season through the channel, uh, helping raise money for two great charities, Maggie's Centre and uh, Mind Mental Health Charity. Uh, quick update on the scores. Jamie Richards and I topped the round with 16 points. Uh, we then had 28 more people finish with 10 points or more. So it was a very high-scoring round. Kevin Roper had a good round, which means he's just outside the prize places for the season. He is gunning for Gareth Price's top spot. But if, uh, if you'd like to join the league, all the details and links are in the description. Contact Will Melius, who's in the live chat, I can see now. Um, there's 90 players so far, I think. £540 in the prize pot and £800 raised for charity, which is what it's all about. So get involved. It's not too late. And don't forget to get, get your predictions in before 3 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. But on with the show. Let's get to it. As ever, I'm delighted to be joined by my co-host. He's back again. It is Salford City's uh, ex-winger, manager, Mr. Roger Giggs. Welcome, buddy. How are you? All right, so are you? Yeah, man. It's been a, it's been a really, really good week. And then today, or this afternoon, just got away from me big time with time and everything. I was like, oh, I'm stressing. And and then we moved it back an hour, so that was good. But you've yeah, been golfing this afternoon? Yeah, it was a, a charity day. It, was a, it should have been last month, but it was heavily rained, so it was rained off. So uh, it was set today, you, and yeah, I was in the prizes, so that's why it's... Uh, so where'd you come? You say you're in the prizes. Where did you uh, come? We come second, but I got nearest to the pin as well. Ah, nice, nice. And for a good cause as well. Yeah, That's what we like to do, see. Frost Foundation, we do it every year. I've done it for years now. All about the charity, see, mate. Yeah. All about the charity. But uh, so you're quite, quite decent at golf, aren't you? 12 5. Yeah, I see that. It's pretty decent, isn't it? Pretty decent. It's all right. There we go. Could be better. Do you, know what I, do you know what I pay off? I pay off. Uh, well, I did when I used to play. 36. There we go. That's where you, that's where you start on, isn't it? There we go. You're, you're, the, you're the one I'd be, I'd, be, you're the, you're the person I'd be shouting at in front of me. Fucking hell, who is this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Playing army golf, going left, right, yeah. left, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100% that was me. Now, to be honest, like, I've seen 36. I started on 36. Played for like less than a year when I was like 16 or something. But um, I did, I enjoyed it, but I didn't really like the people who were my age who were playing there. Yeah, so I, I, know I never kind of got to it. Yeah, I know. You either take to it or you don't. I've just got into it in the last four or five years. And probably over the last two years, I've probably played a lot. So you, the more you play, the better you are. That's it, that. I um yeah, I think it's one of those things. I think if I had carried on doing it like into like or if I'd gone back to it as an adult, I think I probably would have enjoyed it, like, but it just never uh, never got around to it. Um no, nothing be nothing better than it. it's a nice day and yeah, a couple of pints after. Yeah. That's what you want, mate. Um so with regards to football, it's been a in, you know, Champions League's back, Europe's back. Premier League last weekend. We'll discuss uh, the Man United who you support in a minute. Um, I wanted to talk about Pep Guardiola's comments very quickly. Um, you know, first and foremost, we're all football fans, people watching us. And um, he criticised Man City fans a bit and he said he would like to see more people 
at the Etihad Stadium uh, for the Premier League game on Saturday versus Southampton. And look, it's like an ongoing joke in it on social media about Man City and empty seats and fans. But the fact is, like, yes, there's a bit of a tongue in cheek to it. But there is like empty seats a lot of the time, particularly in the Champions League games. And I don't know, it's a weird one. For a, for a club that's in the Champions League every year, got to the final of the Champions League last year, you know, wins the league, you'd expect that stadium to be um, full. Like Liverpool, Man United, uh, Tottenham, Arsenal, all these clubs have got waiting lists for tickets. But for some reason, Man City aren't attracting regular full houses. Why is that, mate? You're from the area, you'll know better than me. Um... It's, it's a number of things, to be honest. It's, it's their neighbours are the biggest club, arguably, in the world. Mm. So, yes, people say, you know, most of Manchester United fans are not from Manchester, but that's crap. You know, the majority of people in Manchester are Manchester, Man, Manchester United fans. The problem you've got with City is, you know, they have got a hardcore base of probably about yeah. 50, 40,000 local, probably no more, but, I mean, go into the game. But... Mm. You know, these are working class people and you're asking the people to pay three times a week and it's on the TV. So they're not, you don't get the like, the, the tourist fans like you do at United. Which yeah. probably help United a lot better. But, uh, and they'll always have that. Where City, they're, they're, they're way behind with the history. Yes, they're, they're, you know, they've got the money and, and they're doing really, really well. But the fact of the matter is, you know, they're not, as big as Manchester United, that's a fact. And it's, like I say, it's, it, they're playing a lot of games and it's working class people, they can't pay 50, 60 pounds. What's the Champions League? How much, does, how much is the Champions League ticket? Because obviously the, all the cup competitions are not covered in the season got, tickets. You've got, today. To in, you've got to put into the travel. You know, if you're going to take your son, you're going to get him some food. You're gonna, you know, it's all, it all adds up, mate. So like mm. I say, it's working class people. There's just been a pandemic. You know, I think yeah. Pep should stick to football because he has got a loyal base fans. I know what, what he's saying, but you know these these fans. I you know I I know a lot of City fans. Are good friends of mine, the City fans, and they are a loyal bunch. And you know, it's yeah, just not it's well, just not as big as as Liverpool, United. You know, it's just the fact. Even Arsenal. Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, but look, even when you look at where Man City got, obviously pre-Pep, when they got relegated and they went down to, I think, League One, wasn't it? Um, those hard, a lot of those hardcore fans, they followed them and they stuck with them and they yeah. stuck with them all the way down and all the way back up. And of course, as the success has come, of course, you attract new fans, different fans, whatever you want to call it. Um, GD Parry says in the comments, he says, uh, Pep is right to not apologise to the fans. He says that... Uh, where's it gone? Um, he says, Pep's right not to apologise to most Man, City, most Man City fans appeared after the money rolled in. I think... See, I disagree with that as well. Yeah, that's false. Because but when they were down in League when, One... When he played at Main Road, it was always full. Oh, yeah, I, like, I'm going to have a quick look now. In the 80s, early 90s when I started going, the kit packs, you know... It was always full. It's just too big. They haven't got the fan base. It's just as simple as that. You'll get Full House, Liverpool, Chelsea, United, obviously. And but you know, the Champions League games, yeah, it's people watching the TV. 
Yeah, that's it. And then it's a lot, like you say, mate, it's a lot of money to go. Like, if you're paying, if you haven't got a season ticket and it's already paid for, like, obviously, the cup games, you've got to pay the tickets, you've got to pay. It's that that cost is a lot of money. Um, and you've got work the next day. So, of course, the temptation is to watch it now. They've tried giving away tickets. You, know, you, you see it all. You obviously live in Manchester. You, 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 you see it how they're trying to do it. But it's just unfortunate. But pretty sure. Do they give all the, they do all the offers and that? Do they like kids for free and all, you know, all the different stuff which clubs yeah. do? Yeah. All that kind of stuff they're doing. Yeah. I was just trying to have a look now to see if I could work out um, or have a look at what their League One attendances were like 32, i was gonna say 000, like off the top of my head i remember them getting pretty high attendances but i, I can't find thousand in like league one it was getting ridiculous attendances and that's the same as when you know when leagues have gone down to the championship as well bit, sorry say, it would have been a little bit cheaper as well back then yeah you know, of course yeah going to league one it's probably 15 20 pound a ticket you know, you can you can do that, especially when they're winning as well. Well, you got the match, so everyone's upbeat. I know they're winning now, but you know it's, it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. I um, I remember going to watch Cardiff when it was like a fiver or something like something ridiculous like that. Like, is you know, money's gone up a lot, and um, Craig Sullivan's to to, gone. To go to Old Trafford in nineteen ninety one, and it was three pound fifty just to pay in to get in Stratford End. That's what you want. That's how so much it was. Three pounds fifty. So you get the bus. It's like fifty p. You get the bus, and it's nothing. It's a five. You want a five or, or a ten, and you come back with change. Yeah, day out. But like yeah. these days, that wouldn't even buy you a pint in Old Trafford. I'm guessing <laughs> three fifty, would it? It's Old Trafford now. It's probably eight quid for a pint. Yeah. I've heard the food's actually quite nice there, though. But like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. expensive and all, all the rest of it, but. You know, us northern lads like old pie, so yeah, um, Craig Sullivan says, Do United sell out Champions League group games? He says, I remember going years ago and it wasn't full at Old Trafford. It probably depends who you're playing, I think, than and probably, if there's yeah. stuff on the probably, game. Probably, you know, you're going back probably three or four years, yeah, that probably 70,000 there, and you're seeing 5,000 empty seats. That was probably. probably the case but uh it wasn't vis visible like it is when it is for say i don't know why it's to maybe yeah smart, do you reckon it's because season. people are probably look people are looking for it now as well and they like it's it's yeah. become like an ongoing joke haven't it, I on can, social I can, media I can hardly remember old trafford being empty and and yeah and, and recently now especially ronaldo coming you know the demand for tickets you're like looking to up four or five hundred quid again for a ticket that's what they were going That's... for against Newcastle. Yeah, could you imagine what they'll be going for when the you know the big games come? Your, your Liverpool's, your Arsenal's, all these Man City going to be big money for those tickets. But, but I um, understand Pep though. You know, he wants he wants the crowd, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, it's it's a difficult one, but you know he's got to understand not everyone's millionaires. Yeah, that's it. And I think uh, the other thing as well is like he would have seen that atmosphere at Old Trafford on at Newcastle and he would have see he knows that if they keep that sort of atmosphere and obviously they'll have to perform on the pitch to do that but if they keep that atmosphere going throughout the season in the home games their away record spoke for itself last year so he doesn't want that sort of momentum 
as well. Oh, so I think uh, it's, it's yeah, it's going to lift lift yeah. you in it big time. Um, so I, I kind of want to start. We'll start sort of with last weekend, and we'll work our way through. You're a United fan, so we've got to, we've got to talk about it because it's been a fascinating week for for your boys. But also, we talked about Jesse Lingard last week, and I was of the opinion probably not good enough for United, probably should go. You said you still think he had, you know, there was still a good chance he could have a career at United. I want to know if anything's changed in your opinion on that, because he had a weird week. He obviously played for England last week, scored two, came off the bench, scored for United, and then cost them. But it's not just that. Let's start with a Newcastle game, mate. Ronaldo's back. Um, you looked good against Newcastle. Was it Newcastle Saturday? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, impressive performance. I thought the subs looked good. The first 11 looked good. Everyone looked good. I was a little bit disappointed for Donny van der Beek that he didn't get a full, you know, 45 or a half, but half hour or something. But that came later the week. But how did you feel as a United fan watching the Newcastle game? Yeah, it's a build-up all week and around the city. You could just feel it, and then obviously the atmosphere just brought it back to to, to a few years ago when they were successful. So, uh, yeah, it was a good performance. Uh, great for Ronaldo to get off the run. Pretty shocked that he was that he was uh, he was nervous, but you know that is just human, isn't it? Obviously, don't expect that, though, you. Not a robot, but yeah, to get off the mark and. People saying is he slow? Is he still got it? Well, he's put that to bed, I think. Although, although you say he's definitely lost a little bit of pace because that second in the second half in Europe, didn't he? He um, he was through, and he kind of went down for the penalty. And because I thought he was just going to go in and score, and I think he didn't quite have the legs to get away from the defender. Look, not saying he's slow by any means, but he's definitely he's lost half a yard. And he he's, put, he's, yeah. like, like we talked about, he's not a normal thirty-six-year-old. He, he, he no. took one touch and flew past the the, the centre half, just enough to get half a yard, which all he needs. Yeah, and then so, uh, you know, no, he's not gonna go past people like he used no. to. But you know, he's smart. He's he's deadly anywhere in that box. The stats prove it. You feed him the ball in the right positions, he's gonna score goals. It's as simple as that. Did it again on Tuesday. And by the way, I just want to quickly say what a ball by uh, Bruno Fernandes for that Ronaldo goal on Tuesday. That was incredible. Um, so I might surprise you now, but um, people have been obviously blaming Lingard, such as life with for fans and stuff. It was a terrible back pass to the keeper, of course, and it did cost them a goal. But I don't think that's the reason that they lost. I felt that the reason that they lost was from the moment the sending off happened, they retreated, they dropped deeper and deeper and deeper, and they gave the young boys time, they gave the young boys encouragement to play football and to go forward and to put them under pressure. Whereas, of course, they had to be a bit more solid and defensive. But with Ronaldo up front and you had Fernandez and Pogba and all these players, I still felt that if they just kept themselves compact they had enough to hit him on the break and probably get another goal. But they just, the tactics were very negative, very quick. And then I didn't 
really understand some of the substitutions at the time. And yeah, I felt like there was more blame on Solskjaer's tactics or as much blame as on Solskjaer's tactics as there is for an individual mistake for me. Um, I can understand that, but if you made a mistake, the, the draw one on, it was 94th minute, 94, yeah. 4.5 minute. So, yes, it was a, it's a number of things. It's poor substitutions. You know, they should have brought legs on. But, you know, when you go down to 10 men, you've got to get people on the pitch. Greenwood, Lingard, don't know why he brought Sancho off. But, um, yeah, and, and then obviously the plastic pitch doesn't help. It's totally no. different than a grass pitch, totally different. It is weird when you're playing on, on grass and, and they're obviously used to it. So that's that's a factor. People say oh, it shouldn't be, but it is because it's a plastic pitch. Um, and yeah, the substitution, Marshall. When he's bringing Marshall, I think, why the hell is he bringing him on? And it We've got two minutes to ball. go. Pardon? With like two minutes, three minutes to go as well. It made no sense. No, he doesn't, doesn't run after the ball, doesn't do anything. Yeah, I um, and the thing is, Lingard was only as deep as he was because he brought Martial on. If he had not brought Martial on, Lingard would have been further up anyway because he had been playing as the most forward player. I just like I, I understand uh, bringing off Ronaldo and Fernandez because he wanted to rest them and stuff like that. But I, those guys are probably they're always a danger of nicking a goal, and um, yeah, it was just a weird one. Your dog loves us, doesn't he, on a Friday? Oh, yeah. He sees a cat and he starts howling. Yeah. Um, Gotta love it, mate. Um, but, like. Yeah, it's, and just you and Gad, it's a mistake. It, it's a simple mistake. It happens, you know, it wins the, He scores a great goal ten, five days ago, and next he's, he's, he drops a clang. It's the life of a football player. You just get over it. He's old enough, experienced enough now to brush it off and just carry on. But you were, so that hasn't changed your opinion about whether he's got a future no, no. at United? What, in five days, Si? Come on. <laughs> so it's a great goal. And the opinion is not going to change over five days because the boy's made a mistake. No, of course. I've died my only player. He's gonna make him, he shouldn't even bat there. That's why no. we want him further up the pitch. He's, he's just yeah. turned around. He's, you know, he's, not, he's kind of hit his heel. And, yeah. It was lazy, I think. It was like a lack of concentration, a bit lazy, lackadaisical. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, I thought, whilst the mistakes cost the goal, there was other things. Did you think it was a sending off, by the way? Because I thought it was a bit harsh, but I can understand it, it, it why. Is, but, you know, if you listen to him, the referees are being told now, if you miss the ball like that and you stamp on someone... Go on. You're gonna yeah, go I, I, I get it, but... Yeah. They are, they are, they, they are, you know, they're it's a so ankle breaker, they, isn't it? Yeah, they, they're, yeah. Here's a, sorry, mate. Here's a question for you, just reminding myself because I wanted to ask you this. The um, the Liverpool one where the boy Elliot broke his ankle, um, brutal, you know, brutal injury, of course. Um, I wanted to know what you thought. Did you think it was a red card? Because I said in my show on Monday, um, of course, brutal injury, wish him well, all that, like. It was nasty, but I didn't think. I thought if it hadn't, if you, if he hadn't have had the injury, I didn't think it would have been a red card. I thought maybe, maybe a yellow, but probably a yellow. In fairness, I didn't think it was a red card, and I thought thought he only got a red card because of the injury. But 
I think one of the rules now is that if you're something like if you're not in control or if you could injure your opponent, the wording of it is think is quite weird. But I was interested in your take on that, really. If you thought it was a red, no, no, it's not a red card when the referee sees the the guy the kid's foot pointing in the wrong direction. He's given the red card because of the, the the outcome. He's not giving it because of the tackle. It's a slide tackle. It's just one of the unfortunate things. They wish him a speedy recovery. You know he's young, so he'll recover it from it well. But no, no way was that a red card. No, he was he was even a yellow card. No, I didn't. I, that's what I said. I didn't really think it was a yellow. But he slipped to the ball, and the kids obviously got his the, 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 foot the leg trapped. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. You see hundreds of them across the, the, the weekend and yeah oh yes yeah i think um one of the things with it i thought as well is it made me think about when you see all these players like rolling around and stuff off these challenges that's why it makes it so difficult for the referees isn't it because you have a player like that who's legitimately injured but then you'll have another player next tomorrow rolling around as if he's been injured like that and he then he'll pop up once the yellow card's been given or the red card's been given and i think this is what makes it so difficult for the referees whereby yes of course he had a serious injury but there'll be another guy tomorrow who rolls somewhere in the premier league or the championship or around europe who's rolling around as if he's got a serious injury and then as soon as the red card or the yellow card is out he'll get up he'll have his have a drink and he'll get up Side when when you break your foot like that, you're not rolling around. You, no. you, you try to look at it and you're screaming. And, you're in and, shock, and you. Yeah, you're in like the kid was in shock, and it, and he kind of lent on it. Oh, yeah, but, don't do that. Yeah, when when you break your foot, the last thing you're gonna be doing is rolling about. So the referee kind of know, especially the experienced ones now. They, they know. So yeah, it's, it's we see it much much more now. And it's just it's part of the game, but you just got to trust the referees. We've um, we've talked about Barcelona a couple of times about where they're going. Are they in a bit of a free fall on the pitch as well as off the pitch? They play Bayern Munich at home. Uh, Bayern Munich comfortably put them away. Would you, if you were a Barcelona fan, would you be concerned that? Bayern put them away so easily, or would you put it down to Bayern Munich on their day can do that to anyone? Bit of both, if that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you'd, be, you'd be worried anyway because about what's happening in Barcelona because the, 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 <clears throat> because of the what's going on there with it, the transfers and whatnot, but. Bayern Munich can also do that to anyone when, when they get it right on the day. But yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Barcelona at home had uh, five shots on goal in total and only two corners, which that is um, quite a surprising stat in itself. Like their first 11 on paper looks phenomenal. But then it is once you get into the the sort of the substitutions. I mean, they brought saying that they brought on Coutinho, but then the other four subs they made, are like looks like they're quite you know they're young players rather than the normal stars that you'd associate. 
Donna Perry says, let your, let your dog in and let him bark. <laughs> oh, bless. My, um, my dog is banished at the moment upstairs with the kids. Right, sorry, mate. Sorry, no, you're right, mate. Not yeah. a problem at all. My dog's up. I have to chuck my dog up with um, my youngest, and he'll go and sit it on his really bed. does that unless it sees a cat, and then the cat just yeah. sits on the fence, just staring at him, going, What are you barking at? Just winding him up. Uh, see, what my eye guys, um, uh, the squirrels come from the trees at the back of the garden, and then, like by my patio doors, they've got like a fence, and the squirrels will walk up and down the fence sit right by the house and they just lean over knocking on the fence like that literally just leaning over knocking on the fence winding the dog up dog yeah. goes nuts can't yeah. do anything he's just, just daft but he doesn't bark he howls yeah no. No, no, mate. um so obviously rather than going through all the european games i want you to uh, tell me who stood out for you uh from a team point of view and what players stood out for you from the various games say that again sir you cut out last bit um, so rather than sort of go through each game, um, I wanted you to just pick out a couple of teams that stood out for you in the Champions League and, and the Europa League and uh, and then some players who maybe caught your eye. Uh, well, Chelsea looked strong. Um, obviously, Bayern Munich, to do that to Barcelona, I don't know they're not the, the Barcelona of all, but to do that, um, obviously City... You, know, you can't really look past the, the English teams at, at the minute. You know, obviously, so back, strong, back isn't it? Look strong, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be dominated by English teams again. I, I feel the um, Gary Neville said this week that the top four in the Premier League, so your Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea. He said they're the four best teams in the world, not just Europe, at the moment. And um, and then you've got the likes of Leicester, you know Spurs, whoever on the outskirts of that as well. I think he's not far off, is he? No, I mean, the two. Off, but like I say, you can't sleep on Bayern Munich. They're at, at Bayern Munich, the, the PSG as well. Bayern Munich, PSG, even even though they've had a, had a poor result, but yeah, you, you know, once you once these teams get into the, the latter stages, that's when the big players turn up. You know, the group yeah, the PSG one, mate. The motions and, and just getting through. But, you know, when everyone's watching and you get into the last stage, that's when, you know, your name merge, your messes. And, yeah, Dortmund. like Chris says, Dortmund as well. You can't sleep on Dortmund. Jude Bellingham, Haaland. But you just feel at the latter stages, would they have enough to beat the teams home and away? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I really like watching Leipzig as well. Um the boy who scored the hat trick for Leipzig, I thought, was uh, really quite uh, quite impressive, and he still got beat by three goals. But um, just quickly on PSG, mate, disappointing result. But when you look at their their squad, it is it's insane. It's ridiculous. It's like something which you do when you you know, like on Championship Manager back in the day. And you, yeah. when you'd have like a cheat where you'd have like a billion pound or something or like a load of money and you've got like, uh, you've got Marquinhos, Navas, um, Ramos didn't play, Diallo, Herrera, Win, uh, Winandum, uh, Messi, Mbappe, Neymar. And then off the bench, you've got Icardi, Draxler, Danilio, and the Herrera and all the, it's just Donna rumor on the bench, mate. It's, and Sergio Ramos didn't even make the squad or didn't play. I think he's, 
insanity, mate, really, isn't it, on paper? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a strong team, but, you know, it's sometimes difficult when you've got all these players. They all want to play. They've all got egos. So, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge for them. Yeah, and I think that's, again, going back to your team there, that's one of the things which Solskjaer will have to manage is um, the the players who are not playing is almost going to be more difficult than the players who are playing. Um, Cardiff City uh, travelled to Coventry on Tuesday, mate. And, oh boy. Um, so I watched that in full at uh, my father-in-law's and Cardiff City were utter dog shit. They were so depressingly bad that I was, by the end of it, I was so angry. So, so angry because, look, I am. I think I said a couple of weeks back, I can't remember if I said it on our show, that I actually think Coventry have got a good chance of slipping in the playoffs because I think they play such good football. Mark Robbins is doing a great job. Um, he, they did great. They played lovely football last year. They've strengthened a lot this year. But Cardiff got big problems. Um they haven't got a big enough squad. Yes, it's fantastic that they're blooding these young players. But the problem is, when these young players don't perform, which they want, you know, when you've got a young player, they're not going to be 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10 every week. So you might get one 9 out of 10, but then you're going to get a couple of 4 or 5 out of 10s. So Ruben Corwell, for instance, Saturday comes off the bench, scores two to get Cardiff back in the game, starts the game on Tuesday, struggles, gets hooked at half-time. And I, I thought Bagan struggled on the left. Like, small squad with those young players. I worry the pressure, well, not the pressure, but I worry the effect that it could have on those younger players playing week in, week out. Of course, that's good. But because they've got such a small squad, they haven't got the experience to replace them and to give them a break. And then, like, championship is just in and out, in and out, in and out, game, game, game. Cardiff were not good, but... See, with you, with young players, if you, you, you know, if you, you put them in and then, and then you take them out when you take... But in, in Cardiff's case, it seems like they're going to have to keep on playing them, so, yeah, it's not good. And the other thing as well, Kiefer Moore, um, again, on Sun, uh, Saturday, they brought him off the bench. But because they were 2-0 down or 2-1 down, they were chasing... No, they were 2-0 down. They were chasing the goal. So they're putting balls in the box. Kiefer Moore heads it across. The goal, uh, Corwell scores to make it 2-1. And then Corwell scored a great goal for the second. Then Kiefer Moore starts the game. Cardiff do not put any crosses in the box until the 80th minute or 82nd minute, I think it was. And then they started putting crosses in the box. Yes, uh, Collins missed a sitter, but if you, it's like Lukaku when he was at United. If you've got a player who needs to play a certain way to get a best out of him, if you've got to play him, you've got to play to his strengths. Kiefer Moore needs the ball in the box, and the way Cardiff just refused to put it in the box on Tuesday was infuriating, mate. Honestly, infuriating. Yeah, it seems affecting him, him as well when you when you do that. So why would you not do that? Yeah, it's, I, I was very, very disappointed with the way Cardiff played. Coventry impressed me, though. I was, um, yeah, I yeah, I was really Coventry, impressed. But he's, he's, um, 
he's a good manager, Matt Robbins. So he's been he's been about, you know, they're up to fourth. They've only lost two games. Yes, they've drawn three, but you know, Cardiff. Yes, they've had a good start, but they seem to be in free fall. So yeah, I worry for a minute. I like. I just I worry about the size of their squad and the the depth and the quality. You know, first eleven, great. No, Coventry is a, a big team. I remember you know, being going to High yeah. Road. You know, it's changed there now, but yeah, it was. Um, they're always a good football club, and when they got relegated, they seemed to go in free for all. But it's good to see them back well, up there. Here's a question for you, mate, because I saw this on social media a bit over the on Tuesday night. Um, of course, Coventry have been out of their home ground for a very long time, and people, Coventry, the Coventry fans, Coventry Football Club have been really pushing to go back home. And then they're home, and they there was a lot of empty seats there, and I saw a bit of criticism for them on social media. Is it fair criticism, or is it you know it's a Tuesday night? It's Cardiff. I don't know. I don't know if it is fair or not. Never, it's a weird they're, one. They're never really a massive club. In a pool they, where big, pool decent crowds, though, weren't they? Yeah, they like, did have decent over the crowds. Years. It wasn't a massive ground. It was like 15,000, 20,000. Mm. So you've got a small... You might, I might be wrong there. Someone might have to correct me. But you know, they've got a small pool of area. You know, Birmingham City, Aston Villa, West Brom, Wolverhampton. These are all massive, massive clubs. And then Coventry's right in the middle of it or right next to it. So, yeah, and, you know, like I say, in the last few years, they've not been great. So, they're just going Yeah, they're working good. their way so back up, aren't they? I'm pretty sure if they, if they start, you know, doing well, I'm sure the crowds will come back. But, yeah, it's a Tuesday night as well, mate. People are saying yeah. things about the city. People just haven't got the money. And the thing is, and I think there's something to be said for, like, over... The last couple of years, people's habits have changed changed a little bit with the pandemic, and like people have got used to not going to football. Nobody and I think get, and, and you you're going to lose people, people, aren't you? No, yeah, you, yes, and you can get these championship games on the TV now if you've got you no. Know, yeah, like the iFollow and stuff, and yeah. if you've got a IPTV, you yeah. can you can get it all sorted, can you? It's um, yeah, I I just I no, I'm not sure like. I don't know. I don't know if I should be criticising them for that or not. I haven't decided yet. But I do think if Coventry are in the playoffs, come or roundabout, you know, pushing for the playoffs, come the end of the season, I do think that that stadium will be rocking. Oh, but hundred yeah, hundred percent. It's just like say it's Tuesday night. It's probably Cardiff City. Yeah, Cardiff are not the um, the biggest of clubs. I think, of course, they're big for for us. But I'm pretty for, sure if it was a West Brom, like a local team. Or yeah. Who else is down there? Birmingham. You know, it'd be, it'd be a lot but it'd be a lot fuller. I'm pretty sure of that. But you know, yeah, Cardiff I think City. I but how many Cardiff City fans would have travelled there? 500,000. And there was Champions League and uh, and stuff on Tuesday night as well. Uh, Always uh, affects. But wait, because Coventry dips so low, so low, Coventry City fans, but they, they probably have. Oh, I'll support United as well. I'll support Liverpool. So, yeah, like you said, they're probably watching uh, the, the Champions League and, and following the team that they're supporting or the second team. So, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, Cardiff. I mean, Cardiff took nearly, I think, well, uh, Craig says they're 1,600. I know they took a oh, good no, amount of people up there. That's a decent number then on a Tuesday night. It's a very good number, isn't it? 
because what two two and a half hours two hours oh well they are will says 1800 they're just they're arguing over 1600 1800 but well, just under two two thousand even 2000's a good number isn't it that's it and that, that's a good number you know when you consider all the things going on and stuff that 2000 away fans it's a good how long does it take you say to get to coventry Cardiff? Two, two hours two and a half you just got to get around for the M5 somehow. And hope you don't get blocked in by those protesters. <laughs> where those <laughs> fucking dicks. What do, you, what do you think of those protesters, mate? Because to me, oh. you lose sympathy if you start making people late for work and stuff like that. Because These, pr- these people are privileged idiots. Privileged idiots who don't need to work, but other people have to get to work. And these people are stopping them getting to work because they're idiots. Yeah, and I think anyone who had any sympathy for him or supported their causes, it's like, yeah, that's great. But if you've got a knobhead of a boss who's on you because you're late and you turn up an hour late because of these delays and he's not interested in the reason why, he's just interested in the fact you're an hour Go late. Go sit outside Downing Street and see how long you last or Buckingham Palace or somewhere up there where all them tots live. Go up there and do it. Don't do it where working class people try and get to work. That's it. Um, sorry, Don, are you saying that there was only... Th- th- so, Donna says um, Cardiff had 20,000 at home games before COVID. But I think you I think, do you mean it's dropped dropped by 3,000? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm assuming you don't mean there was only 3,000 people there. They were kind of being... Yeah, it must, you must be, I think you mean there were 17,000 there. Um, so, but that's going to be all clubs, you know, not just Cardiff. I think unless you're a Man United or people like that, all the championship clubs' attendances are going to be up and down, I think, at this point. Yeah, 17, now it's seven, Cardiff's down to like 17,000 home fans. I think, and it'll depend how teams do. If Cardiff are pushing for the playoffs at the end of the season, that'll go up. But after COVID, TV, things, everything you put into it, money, and it's just, it is what it is, I think. Um but yeah, in, on those protesters, they can get to fuck. Got no sympathy and not not interested at all. And I would not be happy if they made me like late for where I was going. Um, oh, breaking news. Eight minutes ago, Derby County have filed a notice to appoint administrators. Oh, dear. Uh, so Derby County is set to go into administration amid their continued financial problems. The club confirmed that despite negotiations with a number of credible parties, identifying a purchaser would be unlikely in the short term. So it means they're likely to face a 12-point deduction in the championship. Derby are going to go down because I, I was worried they might go down to, anyway. I think it's a smart decision, decision to do it now, though, side to get it out of the way and then they've got something well, to, to aim for instead of doing it at the end of the season. Like it happened to Birmingham. Fast, wasn't it, last year? Last year. And then they're up in the playoffs and then next minute they're, they're near the relegation so let's do it now they've got what seven months they've started pretty well as well so they're on the up yes they've had they've got a small squad but wayne seems to have got them rallying rallying about he obviously knows the game so yeah he looks good it's, it's a difficult job for him a difficult job but he obviously loves the game and, and he wants to stay with it so i admire him for doing that because he doesn't have to stay there and do deal with all this no. stuff. He could leave of his own volition now 
and yeah. still get a good job somewhere, couldn't he? Just yeah. on his reputation, especially if he wasn't to... sacked and stuff like that. No, yeah, they're, they're lucky to have him. They're lucky to have him because, yeah, he, he's he's uh, well, doing well there. The other thing is, mate, as well, on your point, that it's better to do it now for him. Like, if you know you've got a 12-point deduction going, you could almost... You're playing for it now. It's like if you start the season when you're minus whatever, I think it was uh, someone last year was on a minus. So they know what they've got to get. Yeah, exactly. So that maybe that, what have Derby got now? Fifteen points? What have Derby got? Let me have a look. Uh, Derby have got... Seven. Seven points. So there'll be minus five and the bottom three are one, four and five. So, yeah, they, they, they did catch them. You know, so, um, well, which is not good. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. oh, they're not bottom. They're not bottom of the league anymore, which is a positive for all yeah, those ones. So, Forest are in trouble, but they've just got sat the manager Peterborough and Blackpool. You'd expect them to be down there. Yeah, I think fight, we predicted those, didn't we? Because they're do, they're doing well just to be in that league. Yeah, and uh, Sheffield United's a bit of a surprise to me that they're struggling, um, but it's early doors, isn't it? Championship it's, it's, games become so thick and fast, don't they? That no, you can build such, a run it's, quickly. It's such a difficult, difficult league. You've got Fulham, West Brom, Bournemouth, Coventry, Stoke, Cuddersfield, QPR, Black. But these all teams have been in the Premier League in the last 20 years, except for yeah. Luton, Preston, Millwall. That's it. But the rest of them have been in the Premier League in the last 20 years. So it's, it's, it's and yeah, difficult. I mean, Black... You're not talking about like small clubs anymore. You're talking about no, big clubs. massive clubs. Yeah. Well, Blackpool beat Fulham. Like, the league is banana Craig's as they the league's crazy. Like anyone can beat anyone on their day. Um, I know, but even even though even Blackpool have but even Blackpool have been in the Premier League side. Yeah. Swansea, Holsey, everyone has except for Luton, Preston and, and Millwall, yeah. Preston, yeah, Peterborough, Preston, Millwall. It's probably like even Luton have been in the first division though, haven't they? And yeah. Pre- you know, back way, way back Preston have been yeah, in the first Steve division, haven't they? Yeah. Um so I want to ask you something quickly. We're just on Derby again. When Wayne Rooney came in uh, as a player initially, I was really critical of it. Not of Wayne Rooney, because I thought it was, you know, from a football point of view, great signing. My criticism was, I didn't think Derby County paid for it as a football club. 32 Red paid for it. Hence, he was wearing number 32, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's obvious, isn't it? Like the way that everyone thinks that it worked. And now, and like Will says there in the comments, he says, Derby have been overspending for years. And, you know, now look what's happening. Part of the reason why I'm so worried about Cardiff's cost cut, Cardiff's cost cutting this season. I'll talk about Cardiff's cost cutting in a minute. But on the Derby thing, has that sort of signing like Wayne Rooney blown up in their face a little bit? Or do you think it's just a combination of some ropey owners and... Just over, over the years, catching up with them. It's a difficult this side. We don't know that the, the, the actual details and the numbers, so we can't really be specific. Spot on with but, it. but we can speculate, and you know, it, it can go both ways. It can attract good, better players, but when better players are coming, that that means more money, and and the public and outlaying more than they've been bringing in, and it's it's finally caught with them. We've seen it before. Many many clubs do it. They, they've they've gone for the Premier League. And they failed. And, yeah, they're paying the price now. Oh, yes. Yes, they are. Um, on Cardiff's cross-cutting, 
Um, the one thing I'd say, we obviously had um, Cardiff City chairman on a couple of times. Um, the, the, the second time he came on, he was very clear and he said, if Cardiff are forced to pay the fee for Emiliano Sala in full, um, they are going to be in severe trouble. Like he said, that could be what tips us over the edge. That could be the you know the huge problem. And I do think that the cost cutting that Cardiff are doing now is in preparation for that eventuality because they had the parish they have no longer got the parachute payments. So that's stopped. So they now have to manage that wage bill a lot closer than they have done for the last three years. So for three years they were able to cover their wage bill with the parachute payments and try and get things in order. That's why Joe Bennett, who was on Premier League wages, was released even though they probably wanted to keep him. Is is one of those things. So on one hand, I would say to Will and other card fans, you know, maybe it's good that they're doing this cost-cutting because it means they're being prudent and they're, they're trying to manage the football club properly. But then, of course, there's the other way of looking at it, is that are they in more trouble than perhaps people realise? And, and could they be? And are they damaging assets, young assets that could be good players and, and they're playing them too much? You never know. Is there any gems in there that, that you'd, you'd probably not play as much and you'd look after more and protect? It could be that aspect as well. Yeah, and I think Garrett makes a point there. He says um, that they said they put 20 million to one side, but for Mediano Sala, look, it's, it's not going to be good whatever happens if if they're forced to pay it um ah will said that's why he's not worried i do apologize will not worried at all will you come on come on um okay right what should we finish off on there's so much to talk about there's women's football on at the moment um someone just craig just dropped in some results england ladies eight nil up wales are four nil up and scotland are two nil up that's a good day for the older the the home nations ladies, I gotta say. Um do you follow like women's football closely? Not closely, no, but you know, I do I do what it has got a lot better, so yeah, I will watch it. But no, not closely. If there's a there's a game on and yeah, I I probably watch it, but no, I'm not a big not big into it like and no. Northern Ireland are falling up as well. There we go. But it's the same with the golf and the, the with the women this year, they're, they're really, really good. And the it's women's golf, like on the same good. level. Like no, where was what's, what's they're higher? They're not physically, no. Like for Bryson DeChambeau, because he used to hit four hundred yards. The women are not physically capable of doing that. So mm. yeah. It's oh, mate, I could have a conversation with you about um, what females are capable of. Did you see the MMA um, thing last weekend? So, yeah, it's not a conversation I massively want to talk about on a podcast because people just jump the gun and they don't listen to what you say. They just say, oh, you're, you're transphobic. You should be able to talk about these things. But my point is, um, this it lady, shouldn't it shouldn't you can't mix, can you? Same with the runner who runs. Not only, so this is what I would say, right? The, the lady, Fallon Fox, who a couple of years ago, she came out as transgender um, in her second fight, I think it was, or it might have even been her first fight, she fractured the skull of her opponent, and her opponent ended up retiring because of it. Um, and that opponent 
or certainly the first few opponents didn't realize that she was transgender because she kept a secret. I, you know, that's obviously not acceptable. Um, but this most recent one is not just that this lady, um, before she transitioned, was a male MMA fighter. So she's trained from that aspect and she's got the strength and, and all the other things. She was also in special forces. Like, look, it's wrong. It's, it's I wrong. don't care what people want to do, what they want to be, do what you want. But to me, it's, it's wrong. so wrong. So oh, wrong. This could, someone could get, get seriously. I know that some of them, some, some of them do train with men, but it's not different to when they're sparring. Yeah, training is not full on. You tap and you stop. So it's not, not getting punched in the face. And it, you're getting punched in the face from a, from a man or, well, you know, transgender. It's yeah, it's not on. It's just, just not on. It's worrying, mate. I and worrying. I, like it's I worry about it's someone worrying. getting hurt. It's seriously, it's worrying they actually sanction this fight. Well, this is what I don't understand. Is like there's these um, governing bodies, isn't there? Who, san you know, have to sanction boxing and well, MMA to make sure they're rules. safe and stuff. Yeah, it's different states. Unreal, different rules. It's just rubbish. Yeah, I don't know quite know how we got onto that, mate, but there we go. Um, is look, is I'm sure someone will have a problem with what we've just said, but it's, we haven't said anything controversial or sad. So that's the world we live in, everyone's gonna have a problem with something you say, so you just gotta go with what you think is right, and then yeah, yeah, you just gotta have your opinion, haven't you? Um, exactly. right, let's... Opinion, but it doesn't mean you're right, it's just because you've got an opinion. I like, I like it if people correct me. I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy to be correct, like be corrected and told, oh, no, actually, you got that information wrong and stuff, because I like having conversations and talking to people. But, like, well, we're not wrong what we're talking about. The, 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 the girl was a guy, and now she's fighting as a girl, and she's beating people up for fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> but somehow it's allowed, and it's all right. I don't it's understand not like it. Where you're just running around in the race, or you, this is where someone can actually get killed. Yeah, you could. Well, she, um, Fallon Fox, like I said, uh, fractured a lady's skull when she was fighting. And there you go. You know, this, you're talking like a sanctioned fight. Um, and as far as I'm aware, that lady retired, so her career was over. Um, and if I, I would, I'm not 100% sure if she was one of the ladies, but a couple of the ladies with Fallon Fox, they didn't realize that they were. Um, yeah. fighting someone who was transgender, so that's got its own set of problems, haven't it? Yeah. it it's wrong, and I'm pretty correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think anyone's ever died from an MMA match. Uh, no, I don't think. Um, there's no, been no. some, there was uh, some people within Muay Thai and stuff who died not necessarily from MMA but from the weight cutting and the issues with that, but yeah. not from but, yeah. you know. That, that, that happens in boxing as well, doesn't it? Yes, of course. But, um, I mean, like, from boxing, you see people who are brain damaged. And, like, well, there was that lady the other week, wasn't there, who um, yes, uh, she died. Constantly jabbing the head where mixed mass mass is mixed. So you, you, it's all kinds. You're not invested, barely getting it in the head, really. But the thing is, like you're talking choking and, and kicks and kicks to the heads. You imagine the damage that can be done by someone who's... Um, got a physical advantage oh it's just ridiculous it's ridiculous testosterone UFC, bone density and all these different British things it's not ufc or oh god yeah no 
can you imagine like uh, Dana White or Scott Coker <laughs> from Bellator authorizing? I know I don't. Well, yeah. I would like to think that that wouldn't happen, but you know, yeah. well, I guess we'll see in the future. Um, I don't know how we got onto that, mate. Really don't. But there we go. I don't mind a bit of variation, like oh, talking about anything. I like the MMA as well, so yeah, and I do. I oh, mate, you should uh, you should come on with me and Danny on a Sunday one week and have a chat, mate. We uh, yeah. always uh, have we have good guests on there, and we just talk about the boxing or the UFC from the night before. Um, right, let's finish off. I want to get a, a couple of predictions from you. We'll do um, we'll do Premier League predictions this week and Cardiff. Just because we're both Cardiff fans, we'll do Swansea. We'll do a Swansea prediction as well. Just because got to keep got to keep them happy, innit? I'm at, um, the, I'm at the Swansea Stadium on Monday doing a first aid course there. Are you? Oh dear. I thought oh, it, I booked it. It was at Cardiff Stadium, and I got an email today. They moved it. At Liberty. Like, Nightmare. Right. Make sure you take an extra steering lock or something. Then. <laughs> Can't help myself. Can't help myself. Right. Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Brentford. It's a tricky one, mate. Guys, what would you go with? Say again, sorry. Uh, Wolves or Brentford? What's the score? Wolves or Brentford? Wolves, that one. Wolves, two nil. Two nil, Wolves. And uh, people in the chat, put your comments and uh, and your. Your predictions in there as well. Uh, Burnley Arsenal. Burnley Arsenal. Oof. Because it's September, I'm going to say Arsenal. So I'm going to I, I'm going to say um, I think Wolves. I think Brentford are going to beat Wolves one 0 and I think Burnley are going to be Arsenal one 0 um, Okay, so you've got against me on both of them. So we need to keep it. Keep a. a, a Keep a record of it each week, can I? Right, I'll um, I'll write them down now. So, uh, Wolves, what did you say? 2 0 to Wolves, 2 0 Wolves. I'm gonna go 3 1 Arsenal. And what did I say? I said uh, 0 1 to Brentford, and then we got uh, so Burnley Arsenal, Arsenal. Uh, what did you say? Sorry, 2 0 to Arsenal. Or one no three one to Arsenal. Three one. Oof. Two nil to Wolves. Two nil to Wolves. Three one to Arsenal. And I've gone uh one nil Burnley. One nil Burnley. Uh Liverpool Palace. Oof. I'm te- tempted to say Crystal Palace one nil. But my head's gonna ruin my heart. I'm gonna go Liverpool three nil. Three now. Um, I'm gonna go. Palace were really good last week. Really good. Um, Do Anfield side. Yeah, yeah. Little. <laughs> I'm gonna go three-one. Liverpool. Uh, Man City Southampton. Four-nil. 4-0. They the Man City conceded a goal in the Premier League yet. I'm not sure they have, you know. Pass. Uh I'm gonna go. Could be six. Uh I'll keep it keep it polite. We'll go uh five. But I think that could be 
brutal for my uh, for Southampton. Uh, Norwich, Watford. Oh. That's a tough one, that is, isn't it? Yeah. But both of these teams need to win. This is this is one of these teams that they really think that we need to win this one. Both promoted. I'm gonna go Norwich. So what? Norwich one nil. Norwich. Uh, no, I'm gonna go three two. Oh, high scoring. Yeah. I uh, I'm gonna go uh, two one Watford. Two one Watford. Uh, Villa Everton. Draw one all. One all for you. I'm gonna go two nil Everton. Uh, yeah, two nil Everton. Two nil Everton. And then what have we got Sunday? Brighton Leicester. Well, let's do Cardiff Bournemouth first. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Cardiff Bournemouth. Oh. So that's so hard, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you go with your head. Probably going to go with Bournemouth, but well, mm. it's uh, one's night from one's where's Bournemouth's third. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Looking at the results, Bournemouth haven't been beat yet, so I'm going to go one all. I'm going to go two one Cardiff. I can't help myself, and uh, and then we said Swansea as well. So that's that Swansea. Where are you? Uh, away to Luton Town. Oh, that's easy for me. I like Luton. Yeah, 3-0 Luton. Go on, Rodri. Go on. 3-0. Um, and I'm going to go 2-0 Luton Town. So let's hope they come off. Um, and then we'll finish with the, the Sunday Premier League games. And then what we'll do, mate, is each week we'll change the league we predict to finish us off. So we've got uh, Brighton-Leicester. Leicester. No, 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 one minute, one minute. I think Brighton going to shock him there. Brighton, 2-0, 2-1, 2-1. 2-1, and I'm going to go 2-0 Leicester. 2-0 Leicester. Uh, West Ham versus United. West Ham being trotting around Europe in the Europa League, and United went to Switzerland for the, the young boys game. Are you going to go against your team? United, uh, when do they play? Tuesday, so they've had a couple of days more rest. Plus, no Antonio. United, 3-1. 3-1? Yeah. 3-1. Um, yeah, I think United will win. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0. 3-0 for that one. Uh, Spurs, Chelsea. Ah, Spurs, Spurs. Chelsea. Really what I say. Uh, Tottenham, but... Uh, Chelsea just look immense, don't they? they All do, round. They do, but I'm going to go Tottenham because they're at home. No, no, actually. Yeah, I'm going to go Tottenham. 1-0. 1-0 Tottenham. Thing is, mate, Harry Kane's got to turn up one of these days, hasn't he? Yeah. One of these Harry weeks. 1-0. Because he has been anonymous so far this season. Uh, I'm going to go 2 all for that one. Um, and is there a minute again? Then that's it. That's it. So we'll um, we'll keep track of those, mate, and we'll see how we go at the end of the season. Oh, what about Who's tonight? Late? Newcastle Leeds. Oh yes, okay. Scores it on the ball, mate. Newcastle Leeds. I'm going to go with. It's going to be high scoring, now. isn't it? Who's at home? It's half time. Well, just coming out. One all half time, and 
Is it at Newcastle? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with three, four, three to Leeds. Three two Newcastle. Three two Newcastle. So if it stays one all, we're both going to look silly. But uh, there's uh, loads of people in the chat made saying that they want you to uh, you should join the the charity Super Six. Come on, got to do it, mate. What football? Just, yeah. So if you did you do the Sky Super Six things already? I've done it. Before. I played them before. Yeah, I'll do that. No problem. No, I'll get them. Um, I'll get Will to set it up and send you in but we'll get you in there to see how we uh we go but yeah it's just you predict six games each week uh, twice a week sometimes just uh, from a selection of games I'm on the rubbish. sky thing i'm rubbish at them You'll i am as well and uh because i'm, I'm it, my, my, i go i go with my my heart I don't never go with my head that's it mate like i just predicted that cardiff are going to beat bournemouth yeah if i was thinking about it like from a cynical point of view. There's no way I'm predicting that. Um, yeah, like, with, like Swansea aren't going to get beat 3 0, but we might as well say it, haven't we? Yeah, we can't be saying Swansea are going to win. Like, can't be doing that <laughs> at all. That's unacceptable. That is what oh, yeah. this is. I actually played with, uh, actually with Steve Cooper at Bangor. All right, uh, what's I he like? His, I was his driver because he didn't drive, so I had to pick him up. Him and his pal from Chester. Yeah. I think um, he was good looking then as well. <laughs> Cool. What's he like though? He's alright, is he? Um, yeah, he's alright. He's alright, yeah. Was right. it an ex exhilarating drive to the, to the game? What's he like? What's he like? What's he like? <laughs> That's what he like. Yeah, bless him. Poor old Cooper. Right. Um, guys, as ever, appreciate you all joining us on the various platforms. We will be back next Friday, 100%. I'm back on Sunday for the Danny Batten Fight Show. Uh, joining us this week is uh, Richard Shaw, who is uh, head coach at Shaw MMA, ex-MMA fighter himself, and, of course, Jack Shaw, Jack Shaw's father and coach, uh, fresh off Jack Shaw's victory a couple of weeks ago in UFC. So that's going to be really good to hear how their trip to uh, Vegas was. So really looking forward to that one. And uh, and then I'll be back Monday and we've got all these phenomenal live shows coming up. And of course, you can check out the show Super Kevin scripted from earlier in the week with Jay Bothroyd, which was really, uh, really funny, really interesting. Got loads of stuff coming up. Subscribe to the channel and all that good stuff. Spread the word, most of all. Tell your peeps, tell your friends. And of course, as ever, get yourself some away day apparel by uh, visiting awaydayapparel.co.uk and uh, use the code AA Podcast. I think it is, isn't it? I've forgotten the code. Always good. Um, but yeah, join, go and have a look. Uh, the codes and stuff are all on the web, on the Facebook pages. They've got some lovely, yeah, lovely stuff, T-shirts, hoodies, all that good stuff. 10% off AA Podcast Nation, and you get uh, all that good stuff. But uh, until next week, Rodri as ever, mate, it's a pleasure. Really enjoyed Thank this you, one. Mate, enjoyed it. Always good. And don't forget to down. Five, it was no crackling as well. Sweet. What's that? It's flu that, and there was no crackling as well this week. I know. Yeah, you, you did the last five minutes or so of last week was you and yeah, your so connection was dying to death, wasn't it? Oh, no. 
dying. Because I'm on my own, well, my son's just coming in, but there was like I had three kids here and, and they're all on iPads and all yeah. just slow just a nightmare. All sucking the yeah, they all suck the Wi-Fi away, don't they? Yeah. yeah. That's what my boys are like and my missus. Luckily my my missus used to try and do her work from home while I was doing my podcast and I was just like, Look, I know it's your work and stuff, but you're taking up all the Wi Fi. So can you do it like another time or something? But um, uh, Geraint says, have you got a date for when Jay Bothroyd is part two? Um, I haven't got a date yet. It's going to probably, if I was guessing, I would say two weeks today in the afternoon. It'll be like a like a two o'clock or something like that. Because obviously 11 o'clock at night is quite late for people. So we, but Jay's in Japan. So we've got to either do it in the afternoon or we do it late at night. I will suggest to them doing it at 11 o'clock on Friday, though, because that'll be good. Have a few beers and just do that. But um, we're going to be bringing in uh, a couple of uh, every once a month on the Kev McNaughton show. We're going to bring in a teammate, uh, one of his former teammates, just to have a chat. So that'll be a, be a nice little twist on what we already do. And it'll keep Kev sober as well. Because uh, everyone said, like, how he was, because uh, we had Jay on, so it was slightly different. Normally, me and Kev will just have a couple of beers and we'll just talk about whatever. And then um, it's always good crack, always really funny. And then because Jay came on, it was a bit more like we were talking to him, asking him about his career and stuff like that. So Kev was a bit more, he only had a, I think he had like a Stella or two, whereas normally he's on the gin and stuff. But uh, everyone was just like, oh, he looks so healthy. And I was like, yeah, it's because he's had like one beer instead of a bottle of gin. But, uh, yeah, it's always good. It's always good. Good crack. Yeah, um, not really a big massive drink. I can't remember last time I drank to be honest. But yeah. Yeah, I don't. Um, I I tend to drink. I'll drink Christmas. I tend. I'll probably have a drink because it's my fortieth in. What will be oof, two months now? Lin literally under two months till I'm forty. I'll have probably have a, a beer or two then, and then um, I probably won't drink till Christmas then, mate. I just yeah. Because I drank so much in my twenties, I think <laughs> okay. just just ruined just ruined myself. Right, guys, we'll be back next week. Make sure you join us and spread the word. Download the audio version as well when it comes out tomorrow. Uh, helps us out a lot. But uh, if there's a particular subject you want me and Rodri to talk about, let us know. Until then, we'll see you later. Nice one. Gigs. G-I-G-G-S. No. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me, but in my mind I'm better than him.
standard of the ball, it don't matter much. You only climb me, I put the ladders up. No fault, I done doubled up on the workload. I think I fell in love with the bankroll. Pray up, get money, then we lay low. Then we lay low. Add it up, Podcast Network.